Hello and welcome to another episode of the Double Coverage Podcast. Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas as always. Uh, glad to bring you another podcast. Uh, this one's going to be mainly focused on uh, Alabama basketball and kind of the state of the program and kind of our opinions on what needs to happen going forward along with, uh, you know, kind of previewing the matchup with Ole Miss uh, Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday uh, uh, in Nashville in the SEC tournament. So, uh, Jake, how you doing today? Doing good, man. Just uh, getting over a little touch of cold or something over the weekend. But I'm better now. I'm here, ready to go. I'm fired up. All right, well, uh, let's just dive on in. Uh, you know, obviously kind of the hot topic on Twitter and, you know, on the radio – is uh you know kind of the status of the of the Alabama basketball program and and uh, where they stand with Avery Johnson as as the head coach and kind of what we can expect moving forward and you know what Alabama should do and you know with that you know Jack kind of what's your opinion on on the whole whole situation you know I we both been very critical and very supportive of of Avery the uh, the last couple uh, or this year especially. But, um, you know, I've, I've always stated that he's been a great recruiter or, you know, a good recruiter for us. Um, we got Colin Setson. Yeah, he was a one-and-done, but, I mean, stuff like that. And look what he's doing in the NBA right now. And, um, and he also got uh, a good young point guard to, um, to compensate that. And uh, I'm glad that we got uh, Keir Lewis Jr. But, you know, the, he, you know, later on in the season, you know, he started showing his 17-year-old self. I mean, I'm not going to – Going to pin the disaster on him because I mean that's that's just un, unfair because well and all that's happened prior to the years that Kyra Lewis has, has been on the team exactly and uh, but you know I've when he the the last year uh, of Anthony Grant's record when we fired him he went eighteen and fourteen Avery Johnson's first year he went uh, eighteen and fifteen next year after that nineteen and fifteen okay we got. You know, we got got one win more. Last year was uh, – or year after that was 20 and 16, and now it's 17, 14, you know. So, is that an improvement? Well, I, really. well but, I mean, you can look at the records and say that it's not an improvement, but look at the strength of schedules and at, and at those point in times. I mm-hmm. mean, Anthony Grant was playing cupcakes, uh, you know, in, in the non-conference slate, and, and Avery, to his credit, has, has you know – Played against really tough opponents. I mean, we've had a home and home with Arizona. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just you know one example. And and uh, you know, Avery's done a good job of of you know toughening the non conference schedule. And his uh, strength, uh, excuse me, this uh, strength of schedule, uh, Avery's is uh, career at Alabama is a nine point oh four. So I mean, that that's a really good um, strength, strength of schedule. But um, you know, my biggest thing is. Yeah, all the recruiting and all that has got to eventually change over into coaching. And some of the, you know, I've seen early on Twitter, I believe somebody made the comment today. We put out a question, I put out a question. I had a lot of response on it yesterday and and today. But um, I think one of the comments was, you know, he put out like two true true centers to start out the year, and it kind of of helped us none. And – but – I'm trying to play good cop back up here, but one one improvement I love the most is he got another, he has tapped into another potential or, or tapped out potential on Dante Hall. I mean, he has improved you know over the years that that since Avery's been there. But 
I mean, I don't want to, you know, we sound like a broken record, it seems like, but I mean, I just think it's time for a change. You know, it's, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's a rumor that Billy Donovan's wanting to come back. I don't know, that's still a rumor, so don't, don't take this podcast and say, oh, we, you know, we're going to go out to Billy Donovan. It's just a rumor. But Rick Pitino, you know, I've, I've been wanting him because he signed over in Greece for a year. That year ended in February, and the team that he actually took or he was coaching for has not won that little league since like 85, and they won it this year. So, I mean, Rick Pitino is an outstanding coach. Well, you know what he's, There's yeah, no doubt about that. And what he's done at Louisville. But – my only thing about that is will the SEC allow him to, you know, allow Alabama to talk to him and try to sign him because of what he did up in Louisville. So, I mean, I just think it's time for a change. And, and with A.J. Jr. leaving, I think Coach Avery's going to be gone as well. Yeah, uh, you know, I agree with, with a lot you said. And you mentioned the the uh, the way that he kind of grew Dante Hall and helped him become mm-hmm. a, a really good player. Yeah. That's really – the only guy that's just, you know, really improved yeah. year after year yeah. under Avery Johnson. And I don't know if that's, you know, an indictment on Avery or if it's an indictment on the guys that's on the team. Yeah. You know, so kind of a, you know, a good, like Jake said, playing good cop, bad cop. Maybe maybe Avery needs to get the rest of these guys, you know, that, that I mean, like Dante and Dazon, they were a part of his first signing class, but they were kind of leftovers from, from the Anthony Grant yeah. uh, class. So, you know, you kind of got to look at those guys and and wonder, uh, you know, if if maybe that wasn't quite the kind of player or attitude that that maybe you know Avery Johnson wants, but uh, it still falls back on Avery when yeah. when he's the head coach. Right. But uh, you know, Jake did mention how he's he's a great recruiter. He's mm-hmm. he's signed really good classes at Alabama. Who would have thought we'd have got a one and done and Colin Sexton the way that we did. Uh, And, you know, we've mentioned a couple times how we got a really good class this year. Mm -hmm. It's top 20 in the country. Uh, You know, with with Juwan, Gary, Jalen Forbes, and Jaden Shackelford, all Mm -hmm. are really good scorers, all are really good perimeter shooters. So, uh, and that's what Alabama needs. Yeah. But, you know, as far as, like, there's multiple reasons of why things have not worked out so far for Avery Johnson. And, uh, you know, one of them, and we've kind of talked about the last few weeks, is where has Alex Reese been? Right, exactly. I mean, the last month, he has been nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And he finally gets some action uh, against uh, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and he plays well. Yeah. I mean, you can just about guarantee he's going to get you some buckets. Oh, yeah. Now, he can't defend, but he can score. Yeah. I mean, so you got to – you got to take what you can. He played 21 minutes against Arkansas. Arkansas, he scored nine points and had five rebounds and two assists. We need that off the bench. That's what Alabama needs off the bench. Yeah. So that that was one puzzling thing to me over the last month mm-hmm. uh, was the Alex Reese thing. And like, like we said, we've been talking about that probably the last four or five podcasts. Right. Um, and we, we've had people, you know, kind of bring it to our attention. And we've also been talking about it between ourselves, how, how the rotation has been off. And, yes. you know, it just there seems to be no rhyme or reason behind that. And uh, that's frustrating to see. Uh, like, there's that frustrating word again. We, we yeah. use that, we've used that a lot this season, mm-hmm. haven't we? Yeah. Seems like we've used it my whole life when it comes to Alabama basketball. Yeah. But uh, you know, Avery just—I I don't know. It's just—it's hard to to put your thumb on him and how to kind of figure him out. Yeah. And like Jake said, it, it may seem like this is the the right year for him to go, with his son graduating and moving on, and 
you know, maybe the New Orleans Pelicans uh, uh, manager position is open. So, you know, that's yeah. his hometown. That could be yep. something that he's interested in. Uh, probably not quite as st- stressful as being a head coach at a at a Power Five basketball school, you know. And and, and I want to give Avery credit. He's put a lot of excitement back into the program. There, there's been a lot of sellouts. The student section is better than it's been in my, I mean, in, in the last ten years probably. Yeah. So, you know that there's there, there's been some great things that Avery's done, and, and and maybe it's just time to he's done what he can do with the program, mm-hmm. and it's time for him just to kind of move on from that. Talking about the, the, the crowd, you know, we went to a game, it's been several years ago, but uh, we got to see Jamaica Green play. And, you know, it don't, I, I vaguely remember that game. I mean, we played Auburn, but um, I don't remember it selling, you know, being a, being a packed house, you know, no. like, it, like it has been. And, and another thing about Avery, you know, talking about coaching is all the leads, double-digit leads to say that we have given up this year. At home. At home. And and then just getting blown out by Florida at home, you know. And then we had uh, Watford back down there. I think it was against LSU the other day. No, that was against Auburn. Against Auburn. And Blew we, a 13-point lead. lead. And, I mean, that don't look good trying to get a, a recruit, a big-time recruit like him, you know, right. to blow a lead like that. So, and, uh, of course, we always harp about the Georgia State game. I mean, that was like a 22-point lead that we blew. I mean, it, you, when you have a big lead like that, you've got to maintain it and, and don't lose the lead, you know, because that that really hurt. And uh, the only thing out on Alabama's record, you know, that that's towards the SEC or to the NCAA tournament is the win against Kentucky. Yeah, you know? the, the, that's about the only leg that Alabama has to stand on right now yeah. is the win against Kentucky to open SEC play. Yeah, and we don't have any, any other big big wins. But <coughs> it's, we got a lot it's, of losses. De- it's definitely going to take two wins oh, yeah. uh, in the in the SEC tournament to and get we in. Play Kentucky and again. if you win, if you beat Ole Miss, you play Kentucky. So and Kentucky is a different team then, and we are too. So you know they have gotten incredible. They gotten a whole lot better. We have not, it seems like. I don't know what's changed. Well, but. and, and it's, it's the same old story with, with Avery Johnson. Uh, you know, his record in March in the regular season at Alabama is 1-7. Yeah. He has not won one single regular season uh, finale. Yeah. So he's 0-4 in the final game of the regular season. And he is overall 34-38 and 38 in SEC play. That, that's that's not good enough. And has not beaten uh, Mark Anderson, I think. Mike Anderson. He's not beat Arkansas yeah. yet. I mean, that's uh, terrible. You know, uh, this is two two years in a row that they've lost both games to Auburn in the regular season. Now they did come back in. No, they beat Auburn. They beat Auburn one, you yeah. know, at home last yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, they beat them in the SEC tournament. In the tournament too. But uh, but we had to have that win to get in. Right. It's uh, so you know you got to have a better record against your rival. Uh, and you got to be better to, to close out the season. I mean, it, it's just it, – it's not that's not acceptable. I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, he has a great record against top 25 teams. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's like – I can't remember if it's like 14 and 12. or It's, yeah, I mean, it's, some, it's, it's one or two games it's above. It's on the good side. Yeah, it's on the good side of 500. And, uh, you know, that, that's great. Right. But that's not where, that's not the end all be all. No. You know, when, when, you, when you don't finish the regular season the way you're supposed to and – you know, you have a one in seven regular season record in March. Yeah, 
in four seasons. That's terrible. That's that's not going to cut it. No. And, uh, you know, your record against top 25 teams don't matter if you're not beating the teams that you're supposed to beat. And that's that's the one of the most frustrating things to see. Yeah. Talking about Avery Johnson and, and the Alabama basketball team. And and we had a, a lot of talent. We still got a lot of talent down there. Um, but – you know, just think going back last year, we're one. You know, we're a Colin Sexton layup away of missing the NCAA tournament last year. You know, yeah, Colin Sexton pretty much put put us on his back in the last couple of games because we needed him. And you know, somebody brought up the point last night that maybe we we rode the curtail or the coattails of uh, Lewis Jr. too much this year. But you know, I don't want to throw it all on the. Uh, I don't. Th- I know, don't. I, I think it is. It was more about not having. A reliable backup point guard. Yeah, exactly. The the Kyra Lewis is about the only trustworthy ball handler that Alabama has. Yeah, and that's on Avery Johnson. You got to have somebody else. You can't yeah. just have one guy. And and the the game the other day, I was I watched it. I don't know why, but I, I just did. <laughs> but you know, uh, Avery Johnson Jr. threw up that that three pointer. <laughs> you know, right there, right before half. And what killed me the most, not about the shot, but we had it was a five on one, five on two essentially. It was a four it was, it was a, a four on one, really. We had somebody one. trailing. Yeah, and and all four of our guys down there got boxed out by one person and we did not get the rebound. Yep. I mean, how that that is well, the shot was terrible. It, the shot was hey, I'll terrible. I'll be honest with you, I literally laughed out loud I when, did he, too. when he pulled up for that shot. Yeah. I thought, Are you kidding me? And he stepped away like he made it. it it's uh <laughs> Oh my God! And you know, over the last couple games, uh, Dante Hall has been a, a, a non-factor again. Four points, eight rebounds against Auburn, and three points, eight rebounds against Arkansas, with a total of six shots over two games. That's ridiculous. That's I mean, we we have harped on it. Yeah. And you know, if we know, you know, just to, just two average guys realize that it's best to work through Dante Hall for success. Yeah. That you know Avery and, and John Pelfrey and Antoine Petway and, and Yasir would would know that and 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 they make, ought to make it a a point to get Dante Hall involved in the game and yeah. it's just that that part is so frustrating. It is. I mean, if you can sum up Alabama basketball, you sum it up with one word, and it's called frustrating. Yes, I know. It's, it, it really it's it's unbelievable. You know, and, you know, Kyra, like we like we said, uh, he didn't have the kind of finish to the season that you kind of want to hope for, but. And, you know, he, he played better against Arkansas than yeah in, in Auburn than he did against the LSU. But, uh, you know, he finished with 12 points, three rounds, and two assists against Arkansas. But, like I said, there's there's nobody to take the pressure off him when he when he's on the bench or, you know, trying to play off the ball, you know, as, a, as another primary ball handler. So yeah. There's nobody else you can really trust. And when he goes to the bench, you have, you know, Ingram out there, but he get, he turns the ball over too much. He's a turnover machine. I know. Uh, Herb Herb is more of a, uh, you know, a design-type play ball handler. Like, you need to have something set for him to – Right. Because he a, he's a really good passer on set plays. He is. And uh, – but as far as being a primary ball handler, that's not really his strength. No. And I don't expect it to be. I mean, the dude's six seven, yeah. you know, with ninety seven inch arms. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's not really supposed to be a primary ball handler. He's no. he's a he's a rebound. I mean, a defender, and you know, get you a few rebounds, and, and then like I said, on some set plays, he can set some guys up for you know, and get himself a few assists. Yeah. But primary ball handler is Kyra Lewis is it? Oh yeah, and that's, that's on it. Avery. Right. You know, he, we gotta we gotta develop somebody 
or, or recruit somebody to, to be a, to be a primary ball handler, you know, aside from from Kyra Lewis. Yeah. Now I do think this next class has guys that maybe have the potential to be piece mm-hmm. and primary ball handlers. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I don't I don't know if there's somebody that you can just really rely on as much as uh, you can Kyra Lewis. Yeah. And I want to you know give a little shout out to Riley Norris. I, the last couple games, this kid. You know, he's made some big shots, and he's – to me, he's not the only one that's been out there who's been wanting to win these games. I mean, he's had some clutch threes. He's had some, uh, you know, big big points off the bench and uh, big moments. And, you know, and this is his last season. So, I mean, he's he stepped up and is like, look, you know, we, we got to get it going. And he just – he can't do it by himself, though. Yeah, I mean, like, like Jake said, Raleigh's had the best season of his career. I know he's not playing as many minutes – as he did early on in his career. But, I mean, he's shooting uh, his best field goal percentage, his best three-point percentage, and his best free throw percentage of his career this season. Yeah. And uh, he's averaging seven points, uh, uh, you know, three-and-a-half rebounds a game. And uh, he just does he just does all the nasty work. And if, if the rest of the guys played with his kind of energy and effort, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Alabama would be a tough out. Mm-hmm. They would. And I, I don't know what it is about – the rest of the team, they just don't seem to have that kind of fight in them. Right. I'm not trying to call them out. I'm not trying to be degrading to them. I'm just telling you what I see. Exactly. And yep. what I see is a lack of effort and energy mm-hmm. in a lot of ball games. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another thing is, you know, we, we played uh, Vandy twice. Uh, and, you know, we did get the win up at Vandy finally, first time in forever, it seems like. But, you know, but we, we almost blew leads in that game, you know, on both of them. I mean, they come back at home. The thing is like 68 to 61, 62, something like that. And it was like a 10 to 12-point game late in the game, if I remember. So, it just seems like late in games, we we can't get a play called. We can't get a shot, a good shot up. We're just running around. Just I don't know what we're doing, but, you know, it's just – I just think it's time for a change. I mean, yeah – is you don't want to say momentum, but 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 we got the students back. You know, it's time to for Greg Byrne to to get a guy in who will get us the players to make that next step. I mean, making the NCAA tournament, which we've harped on that, we need to get in, but that shouldn't be just our goal. We need to go, you know, the next step, get Sweet Sixteen, get a Lee Eight, and eventually maybe build up to a Final Four or you know get to the national championship game. Well, and and I don't want to sound unrealistic because it's it's hard. It is to to even get into the tournament. I mean, there's three hundred and something teams in what sixty four spots, sixty eight yeah. spots with yeah. the playing games. But at the same time, Alabama has a good tradition in basketball. You they know, do. they've won a lot of basketball games, and and they have a good tradition when it comes to the SEC and. I don't think it's unrealistic to 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 be competitive and and be you know not on the bubble but in the tournament. Yeah. And that that's the frustrating part is not so much about just having to be in the tournament, mm-hmm. but always living on the bubble. Right. That that should not be the case. Alabama no. should not have been living on the bubble this season. They they had a chance to finish the season. I, I'm trying to remember at what point in the season it was. But if if you looked at their remaining schedule, I'm I'm trying to go back and see when it was. I believe it was you know leading into the to the last time they played Texas A and M. Mm-hmm. But the way their schedule set up, you know, lose a couple of the road games and, yeah. and stuff like that. Alabama was set up to finish 2011 overall. Yeah, and and then maybe 11 and seven or 10 and eight in conference play, and you're not on the bubble then. Right. Exactly. 
and they just they blew it. I mean, yeah. there's no way around. They just blew that opportunity like they've blown it every single year in March mm-hmm. under Avery Johnson. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another quick thing is is the whole Tevin Mack experience, it hadn't worked out this year like – I know. Like even I thought it would. I thought Tevin Mack was probably was going to be the the X factor for the team leading yeah. into the season, and uh, you know his last year at uh, Texas, he was averaging you know might as well say fifteen points a game and five rebounds, and uh, this year he's averaged nine points and three rebounds. It just hasn't. Now he has only played uh, only averaging twenty minutes a game compared to thirty one, but. His shooting percentages are down both at the overall field goal percentage and the three point percentage. So, you know that that was that's kind of uh, you know uh, something that kind of worked against Avery. I, I'm sure he was expecting a more consistent uh, play from from Tevin. Now Tevin Tevin is you can you can tell Tevin has that in him that he, he has that potential with his size at six six two twenty five to be a to be a problem on the offensive end. Uh, you know in the future. So I don't think. You know they should just give up on him, but you know I, I was expecting twelve to fifteen points a game this season from Tevin, and and only getting nine, uh, probably you know probably hurt you know yeah. a couple games yeah this season. And I think he had fourteen against Arkansas, so you know he yeah. had a he well, had a good game. You know his his last two games he scored ten and fourteen. That's yeah. that that's that's I what, can live with that. Yeah, that's what that's what Alabama needed from him. But you know the game before that against LSU, he played thirteen minutes. Uh, was 0 of 3 from the field, 0 of 2 from the three point line, and had zero points. Yeah. So that's that's where you get back to you know more consistent play. Yeah. And it's not just Tevin; it's it's everybody. Yeah. And uh, like you, like you, uh, you made a comment. We've talked about it on here too, but uh, you tweeted out a couple of days ago: 50 percent from the free throw line and 15 turnovers will not win you many games. No. And and that was Achilles' heel for Alabama is free throws. I mean, we have harped about it, but it's the easiest basket you're going to make pretty much in you know in basketball. And I don't know why we can't get in the mindset to make one. I mean. I I am like 5'11", 300 pounds. When I play basketball, I can't make a free throw. But, I mean, these guys, they do it for a living. They ought to be able to make one. Yeah. You know, well, they're not doing it for do. a living yet. No. That's their that's their end goal. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this season, Alabama shot 66.9% oh. from the free throw line as a team. There's no excuse for it to be any lower than 74%. In my, I mean, in my opinion, when you're talking about guys that are in the gym every single day shooting free throws. Yeah. That's how they warm up. I mean, uh, Kyra Lewis shot 79%. John Petty shot 70 Dante Hall shot 71 <laughs> And, uh, you know, Riley Norris shot 75 Well, Alex Reese, we talked about him. He shot 70 pretty much 78%. So, it's just, you know, it's weird. You know, three of the top five free throw shooters are big guys on the team. Yeah. Uh, you know. And, and when 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 you got you know two starters at seventy percent you know with Dante Hall being the the big guy on the team I mean that that's ridiculous yeah that's that that and then, I'm glad he did but right you know and and we talked about you know turnovers they averaged you know, so this is you can't be negative in this account Alabama averaged twelve point three assists a game mm-hmm. compared to thirteen point six turnovers yeah I mean that's just that's that's a recipe for a loss exactly I mean that's all I mean I don't know what else to say but. You know, and it's just you know you you look at teams that that move the ball well and, mm-hmm. and you know are efficient on the offensive end. It's and then you look walk, look at Alabama; they have no movement. All they run is a bunch of ball screens, and yeah. you know they 
it was brought up, and you know everybody that watches the game knows they have no out of bounds plays. Yeah, they, they just don't. stand there and throw it in. Yeah, so they have a lot of five second calls. They have a lot of turnovers on they, the inbounds, and they have to call a timeout to keep from getting the five second calls, which costs us late in the game. Right, it's just uh, you know, and you know the the turnover mark is, is really high, the thirteen point six. But even if you got it down to eleven or twelve. And then upped your assist a few. You're talking about several buckets. There. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if if you go, you know, if, if instead of average, you know, they average 15 or 16 assists and only 12 mm-hmm. turnovers. Yeah. I mean, you're talking a 10 point swing or so. Yeah, exactly. So then you win a lot more games. It's 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 really the small things that matter. Yeah. Like last night, I was watching the uh, Oakland and uh, Northern Kentucky game yeah. for the Horizon League. It was a semifinal game. And uh, Northern Northern Kentucky wound up winning on on a buzzer beater three. Nice. But you know the the team the the Oakland team that I that watched they uh they just moved the ball so well and I believe they were I'm, I'm looking them up right now I believe as a team they averaged like 17 assists a game and 12 turnovers. Wow. And you know that's why they're able to score the ball at a higher clip. I mean they just they move the ball well. Everybody's moving with purpose. They're not just moving to move. They're moving with a purpose or somewhere with somewhere to go. And in a spot to be open, yeah, they averaged seventeen point six assists a game compared to twelve point nine turnovers. Wow! And so, I mean, it's just uh, you know, and they also shot seventy four percent from the free throw line. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's great. That's a good offensive basketball team. And by the way, they have a guy on their team, Xavier Hill Mays. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy. He's a he's a red shirt junior. I wish he would. <laughs> I wish he'd grad transfer to Alabama. No kidding. This guy's six seven two fifty. He averaged eighteen point seven rebounds and three assists, but he's also a thirty four percent free th- or a three point shooter. Wow, that's six seven two fifty. I mean, that's that's a guy that could help a program out. But that's just kind of a side note. I, I enjoyed watching him play last night. I know Oakland got beat by Northern Kentucky, but uh, he had eleven points and fourteen rebounds. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, and of course, uh, Northern Kentucky's led by John Brandon, who uh, was the interim coach after mm-hmm. Alabama fired uh, Anthony Grant. And he's done a good job at Northern Kentucky this, uh, you know, in his his tenure there. Yeah. Uh, but back to Alabama, it's just uh, like we said, it's it's the same old same old thing. You know, it's not finishing the season well, and then you're on the bowl fighting for your life when it comes to the SEC tournament time. Yeah. And we've got to win, like I said, two games to to have a shot because I think that the the latest. Uh, Bracketology is whether one of the last four is out. One I of the last four teams so, out. I mean, and that's all in Avery. I mean, we was setting pretty, you know, but but the the lack of intensity, the lack of, you know, um, the 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 losses at the losses at the losses here lately has just put us back back on the bowl and then potentially out of the tournament. And you made the comment the other night: if you was Greg Byrne, would you would you accept an NIT? I mean, I know you said that. You said you wouldn't, but I, mean. I, I wouldn't just for the fact that that that's not where Alabama belongs. No, with that with this talent on the team, mm-hmm. they belong in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, but because of of effort and coaching, mm-hmm. they're not going to be there unless yeah. you know some miracle happens and they win they win two games, beat Ole Miss and beat Kentucky. And and effort goes back to coaching. Yeah, I mean, you got to have you guys ready to play, and that's every game. It's just I, I don't understand it. Uh, it's just like we said. It's frustrating. Yeah. We use that word all the time, but it it really is frustrating. Uh, you know, it's kind of you know that's really all that we can say about Alabama. You know, as far as the Ole Miss game goes, I know Alabama got the win earlier this season against against them. Uh, 
They uh, beat them at home. Of course, that was one, another one of them uh, ranked teams at that point in time. They, But, you know, Ole Miss is kind of fighting the bubble right now. I think they're in the tournament. But, uh, you know, they're, they, they don't really – they can't really afford a loss because, you know, some teams could get upset and – uh, you know, they could get pushed out of the way. But, you know, Alabama, you know, blew Ole Miss out of the water. It was 74 to, to 53. Uh, Alabama just dominated that game. And, uh, you know, that you know, they'll probably be looking for revenge. So, uh, you know, that's that's some big news. Uh, oh, and right now, as we're recording. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Billy Kennedy is out at Texas A&M. Oh, wow. So, there's one job. That, you know, that's going to have to be filled. And Texas A&M's got the money and the resources to get a big name. So, uh, that's even more of a reason for Greg Byrne to go ahead and make the decision and and part ways with Avery Johnson. But we'll see what happens there. But, you know, like like I was saying, Ole Miss will be looking for some revenge. They'll want to bounce back from the the embarrassing loss in Tuscaloosa. And they're also fighting to to, to keep their tournament bit alive. Right. But – I don't really ain't really much else to say about that game. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm I'm somewhat confident. I tweeted earlier today that I that I kind of feel good about it. Now that I sit here and talk about Alabama basketball, I don't feel good about it. I think I just made myself mad. Yeah. But uh, it's uh it'll be fun to watch. I'm gonna watch it and I'll watch the whole game because I'm a fan and I love Alabama basketball and you know and I I can't talk about Alabama basketball if I'm not gonna sit there and watch the games. So. Right. Exactly. And. Going back to that game uh, right here, that game we won. We only had nine turnovers. Yep. And uh, how many assists did we have in that game? We had eight assists. Eight. So, but still, we only had nine turnovers. Oh, in that if you're game. in single digit turnovers, oh, you're yeah. going to win a bunch of games. Exactly. See, in 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 in, in counter to that, uh, Ole Miss had sixteen turnovers. So that's that's one of the biggest reasons Alabama won that game so big is you know when you have that many turnovers, it's hard to win a game. But. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all we have when it comes to Alabama basketball. Uh, you know, as far as uh, the rest of the college basketball, you know, a lot of the the uh, mid majors are having their their conference tournaments right now. A lot of conference championships are tonight. ACC started today. Yeah, uh, you know, a couple games to, to watch tonight. Uh, that'll be good. Northeastern versus Hofstra uh, on CBS Sports Network. Uh, that's that's a big game because uh, uh, Northeastern's a team that beat Alabama, so it would mm-hmm. be good for Northeastern to get the win tonight. Yes. They're the two seed uh, in that conference championship. Uh, Northern Kentucky and, and Wright State, uh, they play tonight at six on ESPN. Uh, and there's there's several good games tonight. Uh, Gonzaga plays St. Mary's tonight mm-hmm. uh, for their conference championship. We know who's going to win that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Right now, if I had to pick, I think I'd pick Gonzaga to win it all. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I, I think that right now they're they're just as far as a complete team. I think they're the most complete team. I'm not. I'm I'm leaning towards uh, North Carolina. I've watched them play Duke both times, and and that's the first time I think it said since like 2007 they have swept Duke in a season. And uh, of course, Duke. One game was out. Uh, well, it was Zion didn't play in either yeah. game. He he right. got he he got hurt the first thirty seconds of the first game. Yeah, so that that's big. Um, and then I think one of the other Duke stars got injured in this last game. Um, but how it would turn out, I don't know. But they look pretty good right now. Um, but uh, they're they're you know somebody made a point the other day. Uh, watch out for some mid majors to uh, to get Sweet Sixteen posts, which I 
I kind of agree. I mean, a lot of the mid-majors are really I, good I this think, year. I think this is a really good year for, like Jake said, for several mid-major teams to make a run to the Sweet 16 and, and, and maybe even the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Like Jake said, because there's so many teams, like, you know, for Alabama, for instance, that are on that bubble that may get in that are not that great of teams. Exactly. So uh, that is something to watch when it comes to Selection Sunday and, and mm-hmm. moving forward in the – in, in the NCAA tournament. And, yep. and don't forget, Selection Sunday is this Sunday, March exactly. 17th. So yep. make sure you watch that. Uh, make sure you uh, retweet our podcast whenever we tweet out the link for that. Yes. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at DoubleCub underscore pod. Mm-hmm. You can follow me, Stacy Blackwood, at Blackwood89. And I'm at uh, JTH Double Cover one So, yeah, give us a follow. Tweet at us using the hashtag Double Coverage. And uh, we hope you all have a good night, guys. See you all.